Hello, my loyal subjects. Welcome back to the Knights and Nerds podcast. This is Tim, your Dungeon Master, and I want to say thank you very much for listening to this. Well, two episodes in one week, you lucky people, you. Just a couple of days ago, we had an episode on Thanos, using Thanos as an epic level monster for a one-shot that you can use to, you know, kill some of your friends with. So hopefully some people get some good use out of that. This episode, uh, I'm pretty excited about. It's it's a lot of fun. I have to, though, give some credit to the Angry GM website, as I've borrowed some chase mechanics from that website to use. In this case, I've never really done a chase scene before uh, that's really been this sort of high stakes. So I wanted to make sure I got it right. Uh, and I think it worked out pretty well. There are some, maybe a couple of things I would have done differently in hindsight, but uh, I'll let you be the judge of whether or not you think I'm correct. Did it go well? Did it not go well? And after this episode, we'll probably take a little bit of a break over the holidays. Uh, I think our next episode will probably be a campaign planning episode. There's a lot of stuff that I need to go into, a lot of details and secrets to reveal, secrets that I've been, until this point, hiding away. And I think that's all that I really want to say. Pretty mercifully brief, wasn't it? Aside from the normal stuff, if you're enjoying the podcast, you can tell your friends, you can throw us a rating somewhere, or you can go to thingstimrote.com slash books, where I have some inexpensive fantasy ebooks, a complete trilogy. How about that? Anyways, we're about to rejoin our heroes, Candace, Katie, Matt, and Tom, otherwise known as Fiance, Vena White-Helsing, Spruce Lee, and Gilladab Fabblestabble. But before that, I just want to say, have an excellent holidays, have an excellent New Year's, and we'll see you in 2019. All right. I love our theme music, by the way. Every time at the beginning and end of the podcast, I'm like so stoked. I have no idea That's why. That's like, my head when <laughs> yeah. we're about to start. <laughs> it is pretty epic. <laughs> All right. Quick recap. After a dangerous skirmish against the Dragonborn that Lilith had until recently been guiding, you now find yourselves in the sights of a dangerous subterranean monster called an Umberhulk, with a badly injured Spruce Lee carrying an unconscious Vanna. Now... Um, what's going to happen n- next? I want to choose my words very carefully because I feel like if I tell you to escape, that just means that you have to run. And I don't want you to think that running is your only option here. Uh, you could choose to fight this thing if you want. Um, what I have planned is that this thing will come after you and you will make choices based on... Um, like, here's the mission. You must find a way to escape the Umber Hulk or to stop it from chasing you. There's going to be scenes and opportunities that w- might be opportunities for you to speed up or to slow this thing down. Or they might be obstacles that you have to n- navigate. So how you choose to approach these things that will come up is, is really up to you. I don't want you guys to think in terms of how many feet this thing is away from you. We're going to approach it more in a sense of how many turns it is away. And 
I'm going to assume that unless you tell me otherwise, you're moving as fast as you can. And all things being equal, just for the sake of simplicity for everybody, that if you don't do anything else, and this thing doesn't get slowed down by something, that you're sort of keeping pace, right? If you take an action, like to cast a spell, or to make an attack, or something that isn't running, that will slow you down. Presumably you would be doing this to either slow this thing down or, or accomplish some other goal, right? So are we are we in initiative order during all this? Or is it just going to be... Or are we just... No. Sort of like a raise our hand and do an action if we have an idea? Because there's not going to be any conferring, not when you're running. Not really. Well, you can yell at each other as much as you want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Disguise self! <laughs> like, I'll Please be... do that the whole way. <laughs> <laughs> just, was that disguising yourself as a, another Umbrahold? No, that was just the sound I made when I was running. But, it's my Umbrahold mating call. This is going to get X-rated. Um, <laughs> that'll slow him down. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody who's ahead can take an action to make a check to help another player who's behind. This will require an athletics check and somebody else can like assist can help with that for advantage it will slow both of those players down because you're basically taking that action to try to help somebody catch up right helping them to catch up how if you guys run into an obstacle and let's say spruce and gilly get ahead and you two both get behind Mm -hmm. and a few things like that happen and vanna is the furthest behind which i find unlikely because she's got the best athletics out of all y'all but if I don't die and I wake up, She's yes. also super unconscious, which does not. <laughs> mm-hmm. So if she's the furthest behind, somebody who's ahead might choose to slow down to help them oh, I see what you speed mean. up. Okay. Um, there will be opportunities straightaways for you to sprint. And sprinting is basically to make an, another athletics check to see if you can get another turn ahead. They will get progressively more difficult with the athletics checks. So if you fail... By more than a certain margin, it will slow you down. Keeping track on graph paper, and I have a very unhappy face to represent the Umber Hulk. Very unhappy. <laughs> I did throw a little rock at him. <laughs> you did. What a cute attempt. <laughs> it remembers that. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, not, I'm just confused what I'm doing. You're being carried. Well, that's... But when do I roll to hopefully wake up? You're still technically making death saves, so unless if you want to stop, somebody will have to, like, you're going to have to stop and try to to revive her, right? Okay, so right off the bat then, if you want to try and revive someone, how do you go about doing that? Are you making, like, a medicine check? A medicine check to, you can stabilize somebody. So that just, what does that do? That means they stop making death saving throws. But they're not conscious still? Correct. So they'd still be at zero. So unless you, if you want to get her up, somebody's going to have to heal her somehow. The Umber Hulk is three turns away. All right. So I, I think kind of originally I had. Hang on. Insert chase music here. Go. I'm going to stop, kneel down real quick. I have a healing potion on me. I'm going to shove it down her throat. Yes. (laughs) That sounded dirtier. (laughs) I'm going to pour the healing potion into your mouth. <laughs> Shoving it down my you know throat what? isn't going to revive me. <laughs> Feed it to her like a baby bird. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to drink it first and then regurgitate it into your mouth. I'm going to give her a healing potion however I accomplish that. Okay. I'm going to 
give her my <laughs> healing potion. Anima. I don't want to keep going. Yeah, I don't want this. <laughs> just body over the shoulder. Keep going. Wake up with like a just bottle still stuck in there. Bobbing and slowly <laughs> draining. He's just running and pulling her pants down. <laughs> <laughs> if I do that, is it more effective because it goes directly into the bloodstream? Maybe. <laughs> Saves us a turn. Wow. It's already got two characters. <laughs> okay, restart. Whatever revives me faster, do it. <laughs> That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. <laughs> okay, so mid stride, Vanna's butt chugging a healing potion. <laughs> How many hit points does that give? Wait, hang, hang on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you're putting. I just, you're putting her down, right? You're putting her down, and oh, she's butt chugging. <laughs> whatever, whatever. Yeah, I, I imagine because I'm gonna have to take the healing potion out of wherever I have it kept in, in your butt. butt. <laughs> in her butt. Okay. Um. And what are Faye? And Gelodog gonna do while this is happening. Just to clear up, we went ran into the the next tunnel. The Umber Hulk was behind us, or did it go underground to chase us again? Like, is it visible, or is it? It it did start to tunnel, but it's sort of coming up. You can tell that it's coming after you. Okay. It's probably gonna resurface in a moment. Well, since he's stopping to administer a potion to Vanna, most politely I can say that. <laughs> um, I will try to cast a spell, um, color spray against this beast. So I gotta roll some dice. I'll give you bardic inspiration as well then. So 22 hit points. If it has 22 or less hit points, it is blind. And that slows the Umber Hulk down by one turn. And then I keep running. Um, I don't know how it's gonna play out in this, but I can use um, my cunning action to spend a bonus action to dash. So my normal speed's only 25. So I feel like I'm gonna be using my bonus action to dash on the regular. I'm slower than the other party members. So I don't know how that might help me in keeping up speed, but. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like I, I didn't want to get bogged down with determining yeah. who's moving in feet because Spruce is 45, you're 25, they're 30. Mm-hmm. So like, I'll allow you to, to use your bonus action to dash. Um, and that will put put you another space ahead. Nature check. Did we do one last on him, or just a visual? Just a visual. You didn't actually do a a nature check. Is that in Faye's mind trying to figure out what's actually weak about him? Maybe you heard a story. Maybe you know a song about yeah. it. I don't know. Okay. You can if you'd like. Yeah. Nature check. My nature check roll is sixteen. So in episode one. One of these things was going to fight an Iron Titan for sport. So we'll say that you had overheard some people talking about one. Uh, you know that they have dark vision. They can confuse people with their eyesight if they're close enough. You also know that they can feel vibrations in the ground. If you hit it hard enough and crack open that delicious shell. It's weak to fighting giant golems, maybe. <laughs> so you slow it down by a turn. Lilith, without most weapons, keeps running, so she's one turn ahead of you guys, and you guys are still all now three turns ahead of this thing. Ahead of you is a straightaway. You have the opportunity to sprint, but it will require 
an athletics check. And as I said, they're going to get consistently more difficult the more sprints you do. If you choose not to do one, it won't be, like, the difficulty won't be ramped up on the next one for you. I'm going to sprint. Me too. I am going to stay steady. Same. My weak little gnome legs are enough for sprinting. And you used your dash, right? Mm-hmm. So you actually are neck and neck with Lilith. So I'll be the furthest behind then, because I'm just going to stay steady, and they're both sprinting. Shit. Yeah, it didn't go so good. Eleven. Ten. After that athletics check, eleven was the number to beat. No. So Wait, it's you... Lilith, Vanna, and Gilly all in the lead, followed by oh. Faye and Spruce one turn oh, behind. I'm still... Oh. No, you're tied with everybody else. Oh. So it didn't slow me down, even though I failed the. Check. You didn't fail by a, enough a of a margin. Enough margin, right? Because it was just one. Continuing on, the tunnel climbs upward, where the incline levels off. You can see part of the tunnel wall has broken away, leaving a few large boulders at the top of the incline. How large are these boulders? Enough that if multiple of us try and roll one, we'd be able to push it? It'd be very difficult for one person to do it, but with two people, it would be easier. So you can make an athletics check, and if somebody wants to, more than one person wants to assist, it would give... I don't know, whoever's the primary pusher advantage. Now, at the top of this incline, would we have to climb over these boulders? No, you can you can choose to just keep on going. If this thing's in behind us, mm-hmm. why don't we try and, yeah, like roll one of these boulders down, see if we can hit it. Hit it with a rock. Hit it with a rock. <laughs> it worked so well the <laughs> Take a page time. out of Facebook. <laughs> it would yeah. slow, whoever is doing it would slow them down by one turn. So the people, again, the people in the lead are Lilith, Vanna, and Gilly. We'll call up ahead. I'll be like, push the rocks! <laughs> push the boulder down! And Faye and I run off to the side. Mm-hmm. I'm just very weak, so I don't think I'm a good help for this. What about Lilith? Doing? How strong yeah. is Lilith? She gave one of those dragonborn a good what for? Okay, come on, Lilith, help me push this. Okay, so it's going to be your athletics check, but you're rolling with advantage. Okay. Oh, natural 20. Natural oh. 20. Yeah. Man, I'm rolling okay tonight. Okay, uh, Vanna, give yourself inspiration. Okay, so Gilly is the furthest ahead now by one turn. Everybody else is now, I don't want to say tied, but everybody else is the same, except for Gilladob is one turn ahead. Everybody else but Gilly is four turns ahead of this thing. Gilly, you're ahead of it by five. Keeping on, in the passage ahead of you, you see several large fungal growths. Before that, there's a second tunnel opening to your right five feet off the ground. Since I'm up front, can I make like a perception check on, on these uh, fungal growths? See if I know anything about them? Sure. What, what sort of... Did you want to do perception? Did you want to do nature? What do you think? Ooh. My my perception's a lot better than my nature, so I'm prone to go for that. But I don't know what kind of information is going to be useful here. Like, I, I guess I kind of need to know if I recognize the mushroom, not just what they look like. I would... I, I'll let you, like, I'll let you do either, either nature or history to see if maybe in your times as a traveling merchant you'd heard of these things. I'll do a history check then. Hmm. 20. These are shriekers. They're not really, they they don't, they're not poisonous or harmful, but you know, uh, perhaps from your time in the Underdark, you know that uh, if a creature approaches them closely within a a few feet or bright light, 
they emit a loud shrieking sound. All right. Like the sun in Rick and Morty. Well, um, I guess if I'm in the front, I will stop kind of right before the mushrooms and then this tunnel off to the side. And the tunnel, even though it's five foot up, it looks like it's big enough we could all fit into. Yeah, you'd have to climb up to keep going. But for sure, yeah. It's a viable other route. I'll kind of climb myself just up into the entrance of the tunnel so that as they approach, I can wave them like quickly into the mouth of the tunnel so it's clear which way we're going and get out a torch on the ready. And in my mind, I'm kind of, I want to wave them into the tunnel and give up kind of some of my movement. And then once we're through, either myself or like using my mage hand, kind of bring the torch out to the mushrooms to get them to to activate or scream. So are we talking like like misdirection here or we're talking we're jumping in a hole i'm gonna light a fire so that the mushrooms scream and uh hopefully it and slow the thing down is that the idea hopefully it might fool it it might take a different path i don't know yeah Yeah. that's what i was thinking so you're waving us into this other Mm -hmm. way so you can make an athletics or acrobatics check to jump up onto this ledge and if you fail you might get slow Uh oh I think I'm going to use the bardic inspiration (laughs) on this. 13. Yeah, you hop on up. I only rolled a 2, but I got a 7 with the bardic inspiration. Nice. Very helpful. I got a 17. Heck yes, you hop it on up. Uh, 16. Uh, Nope, I rolled a 1. You're using your mage hand to toss a lit torch, so that's going to slow you down by one turn to do that. This thing's gonna make a perception check with disadvantage, because all the screaming be happening. Okay. You slow this thing down as it diverts off to the side. And does Faye just like. On the ground. On the ground. <laughs> I feel like I like. You know when you go to push yourself off and your hand slips and you like bonk your chin off of the <laughs> ledges? <laughs> You're slowed by one turn. So now it's time for another sprint. You guys are in a straightaway. You can choose to sprint or you can choose just to. You know, pace yourself, have a nice leisurely jog. Because everyone's ahead and I'm all by myself, I'm gonna sprint. That would make sense to me. Okay, 19. So, do we, like, since it went this other way, like, can we sense how close it is? It went the direction of the Shriekers for a moment, then realized you weren't there and it circled back. So you can tell that it's still after you, but it's further behind now. So that's 11. Nope, 10. Sorry. You fall one turn behind. Damn it. But now I'm with the group, right? So we pretty much just swap spaces. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sprint. I'm just going to keep pace, but I'm going to yell out to anyone and see if anyone else has a healing potion on them that maybe they wouldn't mind lending a brother. I'll yell, I do. So Matt, you're you're saying Spruce isn't going to sprint this time? Um, No, not this time. Not since she just fell behind and everyone else is on, on par, no. Yeah, I'm, no. You can use your dash... Yeah, I can use my bonus action to dash, sure. Uh, maybe I'll use Step of the Wind and keep pace with Gilly. Cool. Lilith is going to try to sprint. She sprints. You enter an open cavern chamber, thick with stalagmites or tights, whichever ones are on the floor and or ceiling. I feel like you should learn this next time. No. I meant to You're look it up and then I didn't. To learn it. <laughs> it's happened at least like two or three times in different episodes. Okay. Thick with floor spikes of stone. <laughs> Also, vines, moss, and other vegetation. At first glance, there's no clear path through this difficult terrain, 
but you do see several other tunnel mouths branching off from this chamber. The rock near the tunnel mouth that you have exited from is cracked and broken and hangs precariously as you run underneath it. Okay, wait, say that last part again. Yeah. What's so, cracked and... The rock hanging above, oh. coming from the ceiling. The tunnel ceiling, basically, as you run under, you can tell it's under some kind of stress Ooh. and very precarious. But you guys make it underneath without any problem. Just throwing that out there. You'd probably want to yell for one of us to like try and hit it or something so that it could block the tunnel after well, she... Well, I was thinking of just doing that, but that means I'd have to wait for you guys to catch up before I could do it, right? So, Well, yeah, I'll yell back. Look at the look at the ceiling when you run in, but then so this just looks like rough terrain. That's basically all all it is. So what is that? Our speed is halved. Is that? It will slow you down by one turn if you just charge through. I'm kind of just about charging on through. Like there's a lot of options, but I'm still in like the lead group, right? Mm-hmm. And then I'd probably just keep pace, try and stay out front and across uh, the room. Well, sorry, when I said you come in and say you don't see a clear path through, that was like your immediate glance. If somebody wants to stop and try to make a perception check to slow yourself down one turn to try to find a path through, that's an option. I will do that. God damn it. That is a one. (sighs) Okay, does anyone want to do anything to the ceiling? Yeah, I don't know if a normal arrow will do it. We'll, Does anybody we'll have dis- bomb arrows? That'd be. Katie has two lightning arrows. Like, I would be willing to believe that Spruce just, pl- like, if you have these potions in your belt or something. I can just grab it care. from her. You can just grab mm-hmm. it. And then I did you- say I would give I'm it to you beforehand. <laughs> yeah, so. that's true. Yeah. And then if you want to use a lightning arrow to... Yeah. So I don't have to do anything different. It's just... Uh, I'm not going to make you roll at a stationary wall target uh, but I'm just going to say that it, I mean with you taking basically two attacks one of which being a, a lightning arrow that does I can't remember how much damage but it's a good amount um, I'm not going to well, that's true as well, you it. could just shoot two arrows in the time I would shoot one her like minimum damage would be pretty high and using up a special item like that too yeah. you have to know if she like rolled like a 20 could she block the entire entrance to the it can dig Doesn't through rocks. Yeah, it's never going to slow, slow it, down, it that much. I guess. Good point. Sure, if you want to roll an attack and you roll a natural 20, I'll let something cool happen. But if you roll a 1, something bad will happen. Or you can just take it as... I will just leave things be, I think. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. Let's not tempt fate here. In the lead, we have Lilith and Gilladob. Then we have Faye and Spruce at five turns ahead of this thing. Vanna White Helsing is three turns ahead of it. Lilith is going to try to make an athletics check to help you catch up. She fails. The tunnel ahead of you splits once again. To your left, you can see webs covering the floor and walls of the tunnel. To your right, you can see that a section of the tunnel walls are covered with a yellow substance. Can I do a nature check on this yellow substance or something? Yes, you can. Natural 20. What is happening? It's like ones or 20s for you, basically. This is a type of yellow mold that, if touched, releases poisonous spores in a cloud. How that the tunnel that the spores are in, is that like wide enough that you could easily run through it without touching anything? Mm Mm-hmm. 
when you el- you yell out, you know, identifying this mold. Then yeah, yeah. Is Mage Hand a cantrip? Mm-hmm. Sure is. I think you can see where I'm going with this. Yeah. I'm gonna run. I'm just gonna go that way. Yeah, if I'm out in front and I, I'll take the mold path. You could use you could use Mage Hand to just go. Yeah. Fill the. I'll 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 try and like grab up some rocks or loose dirt and stuff with my Mage Hand, and. Uh, you just like run the Mage Hand along the wall, basically. Just like claw the wall, release all the. Well, I don't spores. know. But Ma- either way, that's mage not what I'm doing. Sick. <laughs> it could, but I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm Gilly, I like rocks. Yeah. Well, I don't know, I just like that it can toss them and like hit all the walls mm-hmm. to activate the, the mold spores. But only after people run by. That'll be like a turn for him, right? Because I'm like slowing, slowing down to get down that turn. ready. Okay, I'm gonna also drink my uh, healing potion. cloud of spores erupts from the yellow mold and you can hear by the sounds of its trampling that the Umber Hulk is slowed by this. We have Lilith and Gilly, six turns ahead of it. Faye and Spruce, five turns ahead of it. Vanna, four turns ahead. Ahead of you, you see a divergence, another divergence in the tunnel going into several paths. At the center of the divergence is a pool of still water about 40 feet by 40 feet, though it can easily be circumvented. The water appears to be coming from narrow shafts in the tunnel ceiling above. There's really no distinction between the tunnels. Kind of feeling for this one that I'd avoid the water. Just take one of the other normal tunnels. Fallen leader. We're a decent ways ahead right now. Okay, you're at another sprint, another straightaway. I don't think I'm gonna go for it. Too risky. Then you can just just dash all day long. Keep on dashing. I'm torn what to do. I don't know. It's gone so horribly wrong every time. Yeah, you should try and catch up. Yeah. Just gonna go for it. Oh, well, that should be fine. It's fifth. Oh, plus athletics, right? Um, 18. Mm-hmm. All right, you sprint! Yay! I guess Lola's gonna try to sprint. She do! This is like turned into an impromptu race between Lilith and Gilly. All right, so we have Lilith, Gilladob, seven turns ahead, Vanna, Faye, and Spruce, five turns ahead. Ahead of you, you see the tunnel ends abruptly in a precipice. You hear the sound of water beneath you. There's a ledge further ahead covered in vines and vegetation, but requires you to jump over the precipice to reach it. As you glance over the edge of the rock, you can see faint warm lights emanating from some unknown source beneath you. So yeah, you're coming, yeah, you're coming basically to a cliff. You hear that there's water somewhere underneath in this in this uh, uh, void ahead of you. Water underneath and warm lights underneath? Yeah, you can see that they're coming from down below. Vines straight in front of me that go up. The ledge is is ahead over this gap and down. So to help clear, it's almost as if, you know, there was a tunnel, but a breakaway has has made like a cliff interrupting the tunnel. Yeah. With yeah. water noises and lights below and some vines that could potentially be used to continue in the tunnel. Yes, that's a very good description. Thank you. Hmm. You're better at this than me. <laughs> well, both of yours together helped me put it. <laughs> I was confused. Mm-hmm. I was like visually. Wait, I'm not sure. Hey, if you guys want to chime right. in, we could get a really good scene going. <laughs> <laughs> so how far is it from where we are, if I'm understanding this correctly, to like the other side? 
like the, it's basically like a little canyon is it mm-hmm. okay so what how what's the distance it's narrow like like a canyon narrow <laughs> unexplained fires are a matter for the court can you narrow <laughs> it's about 15 feet a 15 foot gap and how much lower is the other side you said it's slightly lower maybe five or ten feet lower not a huge drop well if i'm in the front with lilith i think i'm going to try some acrobatics hopefully you know gymnast gilladab is gonna just <laughs> georgia the jungle my way across mm-hmm. all right oh wait the vines are along the side wall is that what you're saying no they are like hanging down from from the other side Exactly. So, like, if you ran and jumped and didn't quite make it, you could grab the vines. Just a little gray blur is going to try and <laughs> leap this and uh, get across. And the lighter rolled all the way over there. That's a 10. Mm-hmm. 14, then. Can you make a dexterity saving throw? Jeez, 26. All right, so you don't make it to the ledge, but you grab onto the vines. So on your next turn, you can climb up. Lilith is going to try to jump, too. She makes it, and she, come with me if you want to live. <laughs> I let go completely, both hands on her. <laughs> she hoists you up. All right, who's next? That is a nine. Yeah, I rolled a nine as well. I, I rolled a four. I have a plus five to mm. athletics. Are you the last one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, gonna... do we have to make deck saving oh. throws first? Or is that enough to clear it? A nine? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I expected. You I'll rolled get, higher than that and you didn't clear, right? I'll so. get back to you two later. Oh, God. Eighteen. Everybody but Faye and Spruce make it across. Faye, it's a long way down and you can see these warm glowing lights rushing up to meet you. And you take ten points of damage from your fall into the water. Spruce, you, you pencil dive into yeah. the water yeah. and make zero splash. What are Vanna and Gilladab going to do? This thing is still coming up the tunnel where you, from where you just jumped, but uh, you, for some reason, can't envision this thing making the jump. How Now that we're on the other side, how far down is it from where we are to, like, the water? Enough for a rope to hoist somebody up? Um, You would think that if you stay and feed down a length of rope, that... Once this Umber Hulk gets to the other ledge, you'd be close enough for it to use its confusing gaze on you. Like, is, are these two paths far enough away from each other that it would be very low hope that we'd meet up again? The tunnel ahead of you does go down. You don't know, maybe if you went down that you might get down to that level. Can we see anything from down below now that we're in the water that we might be able to call up? Um, yeah, you're in this sort of a small cavernous area, but you can see a place where you can climb up out of the water. Um, there's a lot of vegetation and, and fungal growths around, and that's what's giving off this warm light is this sort of bioluminescence from these plants. Cool. This place sounds sweet. I kind of feel like maybe a quick yell down of like, are you guys okay? Try to keep moving. Because I, I don't know how we would get down. So you're just going to shout down and then keep going? or, or... Yeah, shout something. 
say we'll try to meet back up. You know, the fears set in. We got to keep running. Mm-hmm. We'll take a pause on Faye and Spruce. As Vanna, Gilladob, and Lilith forge on ahead through the tunnel, you can hear the disgruntled snorting and clawing of the Umber Hulk in the distance, and it grows fainter and fainter as you finally listen to that sweet, sweet sound of silence as you leave it behind you. How do you guys want to approach this separation? So we've, we've heard that we're not being chased anymore. Yeah. Kind of come to that realization. So we'll probably slow down from a full-on run. Make a, I'd like to make a perception check to see if I can still hear any sounds of the water at all. It might be unlikely, but as we move on and we keep walking, if it's just a singular tunnel, I'd definitely be paying attention to that as a way to try and find our way back to them. Yeah. That was not good. That's nine. I keep trying to notice the sound <laughs> of water. I mean, yeah, I was going to say a similar thing too. Yeah, just trying to get my bearings and see if I can see any way that makes sense where this is going to try and lead us back to them. You can make a check, too. 17. Uh, You hear, like, faintly where there might be water. You notice more the growing presence of of more fungal growths as you're going down further. You notice that more than, than sounds of the water. And Lilith also fails her check to see if she knows the exact path to take. And she, she kind of says, I've, I've never gone this way before. I was going to say, just to clarify, it's the same type of fungal growth as before. These are just regular old glowy mushrooms. Okay. Well, I'll communicate that to Gilly. I think I can hear the water kind of this direction. Mm-hmm. So I think we'd like start heading towards the more foliage. Um, and if we do get to a point where it's like an open room or we're past meat, um, I'll take my dagger and mark a little symbol of some sort, like scratch it into some of the fungus, just anything that would be like easily recognizable, like my name or something, you know, my initials from Gilly rules with the Z. Gilly rules 2018 or 27382, whatever yeah. year it is in this mystical world. Gilly was here. Though. Wa- was here. Yeah. W-U-Z. Gilly, Gilly's Crystals TM. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are Faye and Spruce going to get up to? Gilly's Crystals would be a great name for your fan club, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, okay. First, I think I'm just going to make sure once I like resurface from the water, call out to her to make sure that, that I can, you know, that Faye's conscious. <laughs> You're good, right? Yeah, I'm good. Good. Okay, good. Uh, so I guess sw- you said I could kind of see an area that it looks like we could climb out, right? So swim over there, climb out. And do I need to make a perception check to to check out these mushrooms to see if they're safe? These are visibly different than the other ones, and they're not screaming at you currently. <laughs> right, okay. All right, so then I guess I, I, there is there any obvious path? There are ways that you can get out of it, but they're not super open. And is it like there's a number of tunnels? Or some yeah. or ways out. Okay. As you each continue to explore your respective caverns, you're all breathing a sigh of relief, even though you're separated. You take stock of your surroundings, noticing that the presence of plant life has increased drastically mm-hmm. as you traverse the tunnels. The walls are covered in these bizarre flowers 
and fungal growths. And the soft light around you is coming from countless floating luminescent specks in the air, like constellations of stars that you can reach out and touch. As you're sort of thinking about finding each other, you can hear each other in your heads. Wait, can we hear each other's thoughts? Spruce, you, you hear Faye. Wait, can we hear each other's thoughts? <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> That's all I can think of. <laughs> all you hear is, Faye, 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 Faye. <laughs> So we can hear across the caverns, like we can all hear each other? You can hear in your head, Gilladob going, I'm going to carve my name into this mushroom. <laughs> all right, so I'm going to, I would call out then I'd be like, Gilly? Probably jump right out of my boots. <laughs> I was going to say, would I have any idea? I'm assuming this is something caused by these floaty things or all these plants. Would I have any inclination what it might be? Uh, I'll let you make a nature check. Okay. I mean, this is something that Vanna has. I, I don't know if she's... What? 20. God damn it. Jesus. <laughs> Tonight is my night. Another natural 20. Yeah. It's like three or four. Yeah, so these are, you've heard of somehow, (laughs) spores that originate from like different creatures that inhale spores from one single uh, fungus, as weird as that sounds, can communicate with each other telepathically. Being able to hear each other's thoughts, not unfiltered, but you can hear each other's thoughts and you you start to call out different landmarks and you eventually meet up. Now that you're all back together, what do the five of you want to do? Take a rest. Yes, yeah. please. <laughs> Dear God, yeah. Does this place seem relatively safe? You can't quite put your finger on on maybe what is giving you this feeling, but you do feel a sense that you're a little bit sequestered from the rest, almost of the rest of the entire cavern system that you've been running through. I think it's worth at least taking the time. Like at this point, mm-hmm. we did see the dragonborn. We know they're trying to get to the pillars the same as we are. Mm-hmm. Now they're trying to destroy them or deactivate them. We're trying to just get information from them. So like time's somewhat pressing, but I think we can afford to take a long rest after all that running. Yeah. I think we kind of have to. We should. We that and have yeah. to, yeah. yeah. We're really low on potions too. There was mm-hmm. a few times where... I don't know. When when I we thought things were going to be easier, we were like, oh, we'll stop and rest, and we just drank a potion, like rather than taking the time. And yeah. now those potions are like only take them when you're in the middle of battle because, like, they're so valuable. <laughs> Jokes on you! I don't have any. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's the thing. We're all pretty well. I don't think I ever had any actually. We're a little naive when we went into this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Lilith goes up to Vanna and gives her back her non-magical short sword. And she says, I don't know who has it, but I I think I've earned my equipment back. Fair enough, Gildob says out loud and in his head. <laughs> and I rummage through my little sack and produce her studded leather shield. The small journal, which is still closed up for the most part, and uh, a crossbow and bolts. She looks at you and she says, I had some gold, I believe. Hmm. <laughs> yes, you did indeed. She says, I, I really need that for what I've been saving up for. I would also like to propose that 
Gilly could now, having heard her thoughts, maybe you trust her, even though she helped us a little bit, you can see where she's coming from? No. I'm giving up on the whole grudge thing, but it doesn't mean I'm changing my (laughs) opinion on Dark Elves here Mm -hmm. or anything. That's too much change. I'm, I'm not, I can't be bothered to like think about fighting with someone while I'm trying to take a sleep. So I provide her stuff back and if she presses for the gold, then I give it back. She's very thankful and looks like she tries to hide her surprise. She says to you and really to the group, she, she kind of says, I thought you would really run from them, the dragonborn, but the way you stood your ground was poetic almost. And it made me think that maybe I should stand for something too. I guess I'd probably ask her, what exactly do you mean, stand for what? Seeing the four of you from such different backgrounds, it almost defies logic that you're working together and facing such a daunting opponent and still managing to survive somehow. Maybe there's more than just a getting back home. I would still love to get back to the Underdark, but there's more good that I can do more than just that. Even for Gilly, I think... He's been thinking a lot about the war lately, going through all this, like, near-death situations. And living in that city with, like, all the different races was, like, comforting. But it's almost easy to forget how not long ago, like, yeah, everything was destroyed. Like, everyone was at risk of dying. As much as I do not like Dark Elves, yeah, I I think I've been reflecting on, like, the war and realizing that you have to make friends where you can. Mm -hmm. Or at least get along where you can (laughs) so yeah there'd probably be some discussions over our long rest and like small talk and remembering old times and like hardships has she been to pharaoh's point she says it's where i would meet these groups that i've been leading down here if anything there's a chance to somewhat bond for gillian her over like yeah it's actually quite incredible you know what happened and that it was able to come together like Horrible that, you know, half the world had to die to have that, but very impressive. And it's something, surprisingly, that I find absolutely necessary to protect. Could we do like a like a nature check on these these spores, these mushrooms, to see if like, could we like pick one or a few and put it in our bag of holding? Like, to, to do a nature check to see like, would this work later? Or like, if you pick it, is it just dead then? And oh, the spores yeah. won't work the same. You know what if I mean? Took... It might come in handy again later to be able to read each other's minds going into a scenario. Mm-hmm. I'll help you look around. Sure. Is it a nature check? I got a nine. I rolled 18. You actually don't see the source of the spores as you look around. They're just kind of like floating in between different chambers along this very faint, very gentle subterranean draft subterranean draft it's the dwarf brewing (laughs) (laughs) can't wait to get back to the dwarven pub they don't have an age restriction they have you have to have a beard this long to drink it that's perfect (laughs) i think i'm still unintentionally sort of choosing to sing songs in my head over and over again out loud no one's getting a long rest then (laughs) (laughs) after your long rest you finally see the source of these luminescent spores. Maybe I spoke too soon. Perception check from everybody. Natural 20. My luck has gone downhill. Eight. 14. 15. Gildadob and Faye, at about the same time, you notice 
a change in the concentration of these spores. And as you look around, you see from one of the narrow passages off of this chamber that you're in, you see several humanoid figures standing in the shadows. But you can quickly tell that they're not any race of beings that dwell on the surface. And as you look around, you can see a few of them at different intervals, different passages coming into this chamber. They're walking humanoid mushroom beings. They regard you with cold curiosity as specks of light emanate from their bodies and into the air. How high are we? (laughs) (laughs) All the way. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like it. Uh, Well, Gilladob would think, I don't think it's any specific word, more just like, I try to project friendliness and like peacefulness at just in my mind. As you do this, the spores in the air kind of shimmer to a, from like a soft yellow to like a warm green. And you can sort of, yeah, there's no real word that comes through, but you do feel this sort of mental handshake or like a, a feeling of, of hesitant welcoming. I would probably approach somewhat to get like a good, clear look at them, just out of curiosity. Mm. They they don't even move. They don't really show any signs of being afraid of you. At, at your show of willingness to sort of meet, they a few of them step forward a few paces as well. Mm. I think I'd say in common, like out in the open, even though telepathy, and be like, oh, these guys are adorable. The thoughts and feelings that you get is like one one word that sort of forms in your head is, is purpose. You get the feeling of direction and then inquisitiveness. Just trying to think, do we have like notes or anything of the symbols that we're trying to find? Um, I don't think we took, we just, we're looking for pillars, right? We're looking for these pillars that pillars have- Pillars with runes carved into runes stones. Carved into them, yeah. uh, I'd ask Lilith if she has like a picture or anything that she can provide. Cause she had a book with parts of her maps and stuff trying to find the location. So she might have a clear image to project for them of where we're trying to get since I think she's been there before. Of the ruins? Mm-hmm. She says, I've seen just from the cusp. Everyone at the same time feels this chill as you see just this bizarre landscape and the spores turn red and one of them points back up. Points back up with the feeling again of inquisitiveness. Do you, are you looking to get out? Again, I would say it like more along lines like eventually, but this is a mission that we have to like not necessarily a mission, but a a task in which we have to to help our friends, kind of thing. Because I'm trying to think of like strong imagery that would come across mm-hmm. clearly. So like surface is like home association but like purpose is the ruins so when you think of of these ruins and again that visual that just flashed into your mind is is jarring any mention of the ruins you can you can tell that i don't want to say that it makes them uneasy but they're wary of it can we try and kind of convey that we don't we don't intend to disrupt 
the ruins, really, because that's not what we're trying to do mm. like the Dragonborn are, right? Like we are aware that that's what they're trying to do and basically try and break this planar barrier. That's not our purpose. We still we yeah. still want to protect. We, we're trying to protect that I think barrier, that's a good, essentially. You know, to associate like protect and then the ruins. Mm-hmm. An image flashes into your head of slain Dragonborn. Not the ones that you killed. And then Lilith is like, oh, those were from the last group. And then you see a familiar set of footprints. Again, not from places that you've been, but looks like the terrain down here. The footprints that you've seen earlier. And they say, they say metal man. They put another question to you. Do you want to go this way? And the footprints again. Regrettably, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Another feeling comes across as they sort of part ways, and the feeling is safety, that they're allowing you to go with them, that you can follow them, and they'll show you this path. And then they just start walking. I did just kind of have a flash, as whatever it is, to attempt to have some sort of expression of, like, other deep gnomes with curiosity. The thought that crossed, like, Gilly's head was like, oh, wait, I wonder if they've seen, like, other deep gnomes. So it's like, I picture me and I try and picture maybe my other family or examples of gnomes with like curiosity and like wonder. And probably like if it's telepathic and emotive, they can probably sense some like loss. The thought that crossed like Gilly's head was like, oh, wait, I wonder if they've seen like other deep gnomes. So it's like I picture me and I try and picture maybe my other family or examples of gnomes with like curiosity and like wonder and probably like if it's telepathic and emotive they can probably sense some like loss as well the spores turn a sorrowful blue and you can feel this expanse of time that they have seen deep gnomes but it's been however long time is to a mushroom i don't know yeah (laughs) i didn't expect any detail it was more just like i don't know gives some odd comfort at least thinking that they're out there somewhere so they lead you through their colony and a lot of the time you don't know if you're seeing another individual or simply a cluster of plants you see bodies of various types of creatures, some that you've come across. You see the remnants of troglodytes and a few cave fissures, and all their bodies have contorted and sprouted mushrooms, and some are giving off other spores, some are moving around for some purpose. As unsettling as it is, you still feel completely safe in this little procession that you're a part of. Yeah, I was even thinking about, like, a gift to give, but even more so now, it seems like they have their own little society where, like, yeah, they turn things that attack them into, like, they can reproduce with them or they can use them for tasks. Like, it's very creepy. So at some point after, I don't know, it's it's not a very long walk through their colony, but you feel like you don't know if you've seen just the edge of it or or what. A few of them stay with you and you get the... I don't want to say instruction, you get the offer to wait. And after a certain point in time, this troglodyte 
Yeah, so this thing, this troglodyte is moving around on all fours, but with its stomach pointed right up in the air, and it's got all these mushrooms growing out of it. And it's just sort of like lumbering up to you. And one of the mushroom people sort of invites you to to take one of these things. And you can tell it has the same properties as these spores. It's it's actually freaking me out a bit because it makes me think that like, oh, it was really neat. We got infected with spores, but it just gave us telepathy. But if they didn't like us, the spores would probably eventually kill us, yeah. take over our bodies, and then they grow new myconids out of us. Mm-hmm. Or like make labors for their whatever. <laughs> Turn us into mushroom zombies. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, thanks. Also, oh, thank goodness that we're friendly. <laughs> and I hope the spores leave my system before I become one of that. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> just So wait, this like that thing that walked up to us, they were essentially just offering us to join their colony. Is that what was just happening? Is that the idea that we got? No, I think it's like they're sending it with us. Oh, this thing's coming with us? Mm-hmm. No, no, they were offering to give you a... A telepathy shroom. Oh. For the road. Yeah. Oh. He was like a little buddy. That's what he said. I'm going to call him Maiko. Oh, did you actually take oh, you him? you took one? Okay. Hmm? Did you actually take one? You made it sound like you didn't want to take one. Yeah. You didn't yeah. want to be part of their colony. No, I just thought about that and went, thank goodness that we're friendly with them. Mm. But I would, we happily let this creature come with us. And then Gilladon oh, would name no, him Maiko. So we just pick it. We pick it off this creature. That's what you're saying. Exactly. Pick, yeah. pick oh. a little mushroom off the creature. I thought this weird mushroom. thing was going to like follow along beside us like a <laughs> creepy mushroom dog. Like a little caddy? Yeah. I was picturing <laughs> Groot, like baby mushroom Groot. Dog. I was picturing like baby Groot in a like flower pot container and this thing was oh. going to grow into like a spore guy and be like, where's my family? Why have you taken me away from my well, family? Just he said he like walked over, like creepy crab walked mm-hmm. over. So I thought it was like, yeah, it's an NPC. It's going to come with us. Oh, no. It's going to walk along. I'll it, it, it was basically name. like a window box, like just a like little little mobile flower bed. Basically because they heard you, your inquiries about finding the source of these things. Ah, uh, cool. Yeah, let's take one of those. You've got the... And they impart to you that if you just sort of crush it in your hand, it will release these spores. Yeah, cloud of spores. If we put it in the bag of holding, it won't have a way to release its spores. So maybe I could find like an external pocket on my bag and like carefully set it up. Like keep whatever uh, soil base, even though I guess it's organic matter. Let's not, you know. (laughs) No, let's talk about it. Get whatever substrate that it's set into and like, you know, try and lift it out. To like keep it alive and mm. pack it into a little pocket. A little pile of rotting troglodyte to keep in your bag there. Yep. Yeah. Yep, it's gross, but we're going with it. Right. That way now that Gilly like trots along and it's just shaking off little spores as we go. <laughs> <laughs> they again leave you with the idea of of safety as they just sort of turn and walk back towards their colony. You have in your head the like a very clear picture of these footprints that they've shown you and you can sort of tell that if you proceed further you'll you'll come up on them so the five of you set out from the mushroom person colony and you quickly come upon the set of footprints that you saw in your telepathic visions you follow these footprints for several fathoms going steadily down You get to a point where the tunnel ahead of you curves and you can hear in the darkness 
the faint sounds of heavy breathing and whispering. As whoever is in the lead peeks around the corner, you can see that there's a dragonborn soldier sitting by himself, staring into the darkness and muttering. I'm assuming I would be in the lead. So I'm going to kind of like do a backup hand signal. Since I don't use a torch either, hopefully I wasn't giving away. Well, sorry, you said we were several fathoms? Isn't it like 33 feet? Six feet. Oh, jeez. Mm. What? That's it? Yeah. <laughs> a unit of length equal to six feet, approximately 1.8 meters, chiefly using reference to the depth of water, or the understanding of a difficult problem or enigmatic person. I can scarcely fathom the idea. Find your mega fathoms down below. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'd probably ask, is there some way like around him that you saw, or some way to be sneak past I saw a way around. You saw that he was just sitting there in the tunnel, his back against the wall, and he's he's just muttering to himself in, incomprehensibly. So I got just two in options in my brain. One, we knock him out because dragonborn are scary. Two, Lilith did work with them. Maybe she could approach and try and see what's going on. So maybe he would talk to her for a moment mm. and then we could knock him out. I don't know. I think we should be ready. Yeah. If Lilith is going to go talk to him, then like you can ready... I'll duck around the corner with my dagger, like, ready to jump out if something goes wrong. Yeah. Kind of sounds like this guy's losing it. I don't know if he's necessarily really all there. Like, he's starting to go insane or something. That's why I'm humoring, like, Lilith seeing what's up first before just taking him out. Mm -hmm. I mean, Dragonborn attacked and they're trying to destroy the world again, so I kind of don't mind taking them out at all yeah might still do it afterwards <laughs> just for fun <laughs> but it, the muttering does put me off okay so she walks up non-threateningly and you can hear her address this dragonborn in draconic and as vanna white helsing is the only one who understands i'll just say that you can hear her ask a few questions but it sounds like she's not getting an answer and then after about a minute she just waves all of you guys forward and she says I don't know if he even knows that I'm here. As the rest of you near him, you can see he's just sort of rocking back and forth. And he says, well, the roaming darkness, it whispers unceasingly. It showed us things. He says, stay in it too long and it takes you. And he, he finally sort of looks up and registers that there are people around him. But he doesn't look like afraid that you're going to kill him. He more just looks like afraid of what he's seen. He says, the very air you breathe, stay down here long enough. Yeah, let's try not to stay down here long enough. <laughs> that doesn't sound good. No. I know, buddy. I know. <laughs> I pat him on his little dragon head. The very earth, the very earth is evil. Turned us, turns us against each other. And the giant... Walking, 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 the giant footsteps like doom, doom, doom. Doomy, doom, doom, doom. I'm missing the No, it's not like that. It's like doom. He says, oh, the giant walks a circle, always a circle, like a shepherd. We shouldn't have come here. And Lilith just says to Gilly and Undercommon, I don't know that he's much use to us. You can try asking him some questions, but I don't know if there's much point in leaving him here. I want to ask or have her ask him, where is the the giant? He just points down the tunnel. He says, into that 
place. It's almost like a city. Almost like a city that some devil imagined. Maybe ask where where are your friends or something like that. Try and get a, an idea of if there's any dragonborn left down there. He says, I think five, six, the darkness came upon us and then the swords came out. Couldn't stop ourselves from just killing each other. Now it's just me. He says, just me, just me. I'm the one who made it, made it to safety. And he starts giggling. And it's really weird because dragonborn laughing is bizarre. <laughs> yeah. He says, the roaming darkness moves around this place in waves. Must stay out. Must stay out. Do you want to live? He looks at Faye and he says, what's the point? Oh, okay. At that point, I will take out my short sword and stab him in the heart. I was thinking about it, so you give me a perfect opening. You give me a perfect opening, title of your sex tape. <laughs> <laughs> Mercy kill, I guess. Yeah, plus I don't way. like them, so good riddance. Win-win. Yeah. It's perfect. Do you want to loot it? See if it's not anything. <laughs> he said that he doesn't have a weapon. I don't think they'll be too much useful. Maybe he's got potions or something. I'll take a look. See yeah. if he's got any potions. Yeah, I mean, them. you're not wrong. He has one healing potion. I will take that. Yeah. I guess if there's a little stop and we know we're going into the city too, I will uh, just make sure to note that I'll I'll cast my find familiar because it takes a bit of time. Uh, Lilith says you guys will be there shortly. Do you want to do that now? Yeah, I would like to do it before we get in since right. it does take some time to prepare. What type of familiar do you got? I will, uh, I guess I'll summon the bat. I'm going to lay down one one gold on top of him for taking his potion. As an honor thing. <laughs> I don't want to loot you. I'll, I'll buy it off him for one gold. You're just conquering our city and trying to destroy the world. But, you know, I'm a nice guy. I give you a weird love. look. And then you're really going to pick weird. it up. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> because I feel like it might start a pro- a fight, but it's also care. like... Uh, I'm just, this is for No, me. I'm going to allow you to have your thing. I'll just give you dirty looks over it. You five continue on, and you can see that Lilith's pace is slowing, and the tunnel exits, and you are at the edge of a precipice with a long rocky descent before you sprawled below you are the ruins entombed here beneath the earth for untold centuries now inhabited only by echoes you see the remnants of spiraling towers some still standing at impressive dizzying heights many are splintered and broken you see what you might call palaces Structures of superb complexity built upon each other with jarring perfection that beggars even the most sublime architecture of the world above. Monuments made of stone and bronze still stand proudly, though their features have long since surrendered to time, now offering only a hint of who built this place. The only fact that you can glean is whoever they were, they exist nowhere else in this world, like the statues their identities are now lost to an ocean of time. Through some of the streets and thoroughfares below you, you can see clouds of darkness moving between buildings, threading through the ruins driven by something unknown and unseen. While looking upon this unearthly place, you feel the sudden weight of the world above you. You feel the creeping darkness, a darkness deeper than any shadow or night sky, pervasive and immutable. Most of all, you feel a sense of dread that you should not be here. And we'll end with this. Everybody make a wisdom saving throw. 